update, but that I don't know. Hey, wait a second. Is the podcast being recorded? Why, yes, it is. Mid-sentence, Paul Goody coming into the podcast with uh, my friend Ben Lawrence. But wait, wait a second. Those of you who can see the video feed, wait, are we are we on the video feed yet? Ben says not, not yet. yet. Okay, so haha. For those of you not on the video feed, uh, we have Lindsay on. Lindsay, Hi. am I pronouncing your name right? L- Lindsay, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's how we just, say it in America. Just making sure. Thank you. Um, last name is still. Is it still Hunter? It's Hunter. Is that correct? Since the day I was okay. born. So this is something I didn't think about at this time at one time, but I will I will tell you because this is actually kind of funny because um, I was about to make the exact same joke and the people that are on the podcast are going to know uh, that I did. This. So there's a guy here who is a improv guy who I worked oh, with yes, way right. back. Um, and by the way, the thing that we were going to do never happened, never congealed. We didn't do anything. It's a very small town. Uh, but his name is Ben Hunter. And when I, when I found that out, I was like, oh no, Ben, he's using me to get to you. And so in this case, Lindsay Hunter, uh, how, how many Lindsay's have you gotten so far? Have I vanquished? Yeah. Um, just the one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so cool. Um, guys. Podcast listeners, you don't know, but Lindsay Hunter is great. Oh man, uh, Paul, you don't have to say things about me. Christmas in Babylon. No. Uh, she played a who? I believe it was it Cindy Lou Who herself. I think I did play Cindy Lou. Ben doesn't know. I be- I believe yeah, so. Uh, the and it part was that awesome. I remember from that part is playing the Virgin Mary in the Christmas tableau. I, I don't remember that at all. Tells yeah. you where my head's at. As far as uh, the Who's, mm-hmm. I get Virgin Mary completely forgot. Man, I the only thing I remember is I remember I remember the you had like a bottle, I believe. I want to say I often uh, do. And Ohio State. Ohio. I remember State. those two things. Yeah, we say that. All Speaking the Speaking of Ohio State, oh boo, Ohio boo. Oh, if you want to if you want to talk about sports, we should give the AirPods back to Ben. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 not sports, oh, no. not sports. Oh, uh, what does it mean? No, uh, Ohio just passed some anti-trans stuff. Oh, shit. And I'm mad Sorry. at them. Ohio is the hello state. Oh, you didn't People mean Ohio Japan... State University. You meant the state of Ohio. Yes. Got it. Oh, my gosh. I'm now realizing that uh, I'm sure that I knew that when I saw Christmas in Babylon, that I wasn't. Uh, um, so here's another thing. Yeah, I, Again. Didn't know you were going to be on. Didn't think about it. Uh, so the stuff that I'm doing is uh, more Ben-centric than anything. Ben, do you remember how I told you uh, I eat bread really weird? Did I mention that? Sometime uh, in our he's past? He's not answering, but I, I'll, I'm going to, on his behalf, I'm going to be like, I don't think you did. So, so yeah. So this is, uh, I'm showing you guys. How I eat bread. I'm I'm 50 years old now, and I still eat it very similar to when I was a child. Now I have been able to eat sandwiches without deconstructing them. Now, that is a a, a good thing. But the first thing I do is I take the crust off, mm-hmm. like this, 
for those of you who can't see, I have removed the crust from a piece of bread. And then what I do is I line up the crusts. Now, if I can, I do it in a spiral. But uh, in this case, I, I cannot. So we're just going to have to deal with it. And then I sort of lay the crust on top of itself and I smush it. Mm-hmm. And then I smush it again. And I keep smushing it until it becomes uh, a very dense, solid wedge like this. And then I eat it. When I was little, I used to take the crust off the bread and mold the inside into kind of like what you're doing, actually. My parents called it making bread dough when I would do it. What you're about to see is I would then do it with... Because the crust is the worst. So you do that with the crust first, and then you do it with the inside, and it's very nice. Um, Did you ever use a knife? No, I did this as a child. For the bread. I was not allowed to use a knife. Hmm. So I would use a butter knife. <laughs> well, you're like, you could, for the bread, not on your wrists. Or like it, whatever. <laughs> or or sure anyone. Right. Or not the other Lindsay's. Yeah. Keep that in mind as well. It's always so, there. But the main thing is, if you have a table and like a butter knife even, you can use it to cut off the edges to make it smoother. And then you can also use it to press, press yeah. the bread down more so it's even more dense. Mm-hmm. Because the denser the bread is, the better it tastes for some reason. It's definitely more bready. Mm-hmm. So, um, has Ben told you about my obsession with Niagara Falls? He did mention that you and Jen had like put it on a list of places that you might someday. You're like, no, I don't ever say her name on the podcast. I just out you. And oh no, 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 no. Cool. Okay. No, I was, I was like, um, uh, Jennifer talked about it for a little bit but as soon as it became like kind of real she was like okay logistically you and betty would not be able to do this because mm-hmm. uh, i am not a good driver and betty is not a driver yeah that would do and it. and there's just not a lot to get around but you don't know niagara this falls... Paul, but i was recently stuck in niagara falls for 48 hours wait a second tell me can we ben yeah. is that okay can we use it as a <laughs> i'm like sure fodder for the podcast oh yeah yeah. Uh, Paul wants to know if uh, he and I can talk about when I was stuck in Niagara Falls. Yeah, of course. That's okay, easy. yeah. Do you Ish. want me to go... Let what me know. if I take my AirPods and try to put them in your... Can I do that? Uh, okay, do you want these back while I figure that out, or should I tell the Niagara Falls story Niagara. first? Okay. It's okay. actually not a great story. I was on. Uh, I was in Brooklyn visiting a friend and seeing some shows in the January festivals, uh, my flight back was canceled. My flight back to Buffalo was canceled due to weather. Uh, mm. I couldn't get out for two days, and so I decided I would take an Amtrak train back instead. The train was, I like Amtrak. I do too, honestly. But it does you wrong so many times. It's hard. And actually, I've had really good Amtrak luck, so maybe I was due. There was uh, water on the, on the tracks in the Hudson Valley. Mm. The train tracks go right by the Hudson River. The train was delayed for four and a half hours, which meant that by the time it approached Buffalo, the the weather that I had been warned about was in full effect. There was a driving ban, and the Amtrak people would not let me off in, in Buffalo. And so I could either get off in Rochester or Niagara Falls. And Niagara Falls is closer to Buffalo. I figured I had a better chance of getting home sooner. I rode it all the way to Niagara Falls. I took a lift to a Hampton Inn. I ended up spending 48 hours in kind of uh, low-rate motels uh, trying to get home. 
Now you say, and this is English, of course, you took a <laughs> lift to Hampton Inn. Yeah. So what I want to know is, is Hampton Inn on the top of a mountain and you got in with your skis? A, a funicular to the, to the top of a mountain? The reason I'm asking is because that is my first assumption. And then I realized, oh, wait, there's also a service. That's Yours probably is what so you much meant. better. I would not have been mad about the, the two days I had to spend in Niagara Falls if there had been a funicular involved. Mm. Me and a uh, friend of the show, uh, Andy, went on one of those in Banff. Yeah. And it was it was great and fun. Canada is so cool. It is That's so cool. I'm going to give these to Ben so you guys can talk about Canada, and then I'm going to try to join you. Okay. Sounds good. Hey, Paul, it's me again. Hey! Oh, boo! It's Ben. <laughs> oh, oh, He goes, no. boo, it's Ben. <laughs> no. Uh, so that we would are, never happen. We are that streaming. That would never happen. It was... Um, good. I, I did get us going... Um, because I'm in Buffalo, it, for whatever reason, Google wasn't going to allow me to stream to the typical channel that we normally stream to, um, and mm. I was I was done trying to figure that out. So we're actually streaming to my personal YouTube channel right now. So, hey, hello to awesome. all the people who are subscribed to my YouTube channel. Who now? Some people have no idea who I am, and why, why are they watching this? Would you be able to move your personal YouTube channel video to the other thing? I don't know. Or gonna, is it always going to be trapped there? I'm going to try. It'll at least be on the website. It'll be um, uh, embedded on the website so people will be able to see it there. Um, all right. So we're going to try to – I'm going to try to while, – oh, while on the show here, exciting stuff for the people. We're going to watch me. Um, we always yeah. do this, by the way. It's not. It's not just Lindsay. We're always doing technical stuff. So I think on this podcast, to... this is great. People who want to learn about the behind the scenes of a podcast can just watch our regular podcast, and they'll get behind the scenes stuff because they have to, because we make them. Okay. New next bread thing, getting close. He's doing it All right. Person. Actually, why don't you check it out? There. The whole bread piece taken out this is what we like to see oh no it broke it's fine it's fine that it broke everything's fine <laughs> i'm just doing oh this is one of those things i gotta tell you guys the ocd thing of it's fine saying it's fine um one of the great things that mm. they teach you in the ocd therapy uh that i'm in the t the kind that i'm in is that you, you never reassure yourself you always say sorry what you know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining the show. <laughs> what What happened? Oh, oh she's uh, it was a what? fail. So uh, it's now just going to be you and me for the rest of the rest of the hour. Hey, I I like you, Ben. It's it's. I almost <laughs> said love. Can you believe it? <laughs> oh mm. no. Uh, what would have happened? The will they won't they of our podcast would have been completely. <laughs> yes, we're the we're the moonlighting. I'm too busy with my career. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Ben. When I inherited this detective agency from my ex-husband, am I close? What What was the story? Do you remember? Yeah, she. I can't remember if it was an ex-husband or if she was a widow, and but yeah, she did assume the agency either in the divorce or in the death. 
and um, and David Addison uh, uh, joined on. And Moonlighting is actually now completely uh, streaming on Hulu, I believe. I watched the first episode, and it was uh, it was fun because I remember going to sleep to that show when I was a kid. I think it'd be a good show. I should take a look at it. I remember liking it. Was it he? He was funny, right? David Addison was funny. Yeah. Yeah, he was sort of like a smart alecky ne'er do well, but always got the job done. I mean, it prob- I'm sure many parts of the show don't age well. Um, looking back mm. thir- on a thirty-year lens, I was thinking about um, the most problematic thing I'd ever been involved in and there are lots of them right (laughs) just by virtue of living in the midwest in the 80s and 90s right but but the biggest thing uh i would say that that involved my interests if that makes sense like something i was i was in that at the time no one that was involved in it really thought about and now it's just like, uh, um, and we talked about this before about a concept that doesn't really exist anymore. That of, um, a specific audience, like a magazine, right? Having a specific readership where someone who doesn't subscribe to the magazine, if there's an article in a magazine that you don't know about, you can't all of a sudden look at the entire article <laughs> of the magazine, right? Yeah. Like, someone would have to say, this publication wrote the most, you know, outrageous whatever, and then you'd have to find that that publication, etc., etc. In the same way, theater shows, even now, um, if you don't don't have cell phones, I guess, um, but these days everyone does have cell phones with cameras, etc. You know, comedy shows and and improv shows etc it's if you weren't there that night there was no record of it and right. so you know crazy things would happen etc the same could be said for role playing games sure at one point in time i was at a role playing game convention the one role playing game convention i ever went to um they were doing um there's a you know George R. R. Martin who who does uh, author of uh, Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones yeah uh, he did a book called or a book series with a bunch of other people a shared universe if you will called Wild Cards okay. where the Wild Cards are um, you know uh, superheroes and one of the superheroes was called the Great and Powerful Turtle who was a guy who built like a hovering robot uh, vehicle. For himself. Okay. That looked kind of like a turtle shell. So I was involved in a role playing game where someone was running the great and powerful turtle as a character. And we were looking for information and we were in the inner city and the guy who was playing the great and powerful turtle says, no one knows what the great and powerful turtle looks like, right? The game master said, right. And so the guy playing the great and powerful turtle affected an urban accent 
Uh-oh. and tried to convince <laughs> people in the inner city that he was, quote-unquote, one of them to get a better chance at getting information from them. And so we're a bunch of white guys sitting around a table, yeah. and a guy starts doing a bad accent, and everyone's like, that's a great idea. <laughs> For real, I wouldn't did, have thought of that. Did uh, Did nobody like call him out on it? So this was 1987. This was in 87. Yeah. Okay. Sometime, like, like I was, I was in, I was in double digits. So, but I was still in high school. Gotcha. So, 87, 88. So chances are nobody was like, you know, this maybe isn't the best idea. Nobody, nobody was like, maybe this isn't the best idea. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where... Like, if I were back there now, I would be like, hey, guys, nope. Uh, As soon as he said, no one knows what this guy looks like, I would have been able to go, okay, I know where you're headed with this. Let's not. Yeah. So, but, but I think about that all the time. And, like... You were an accomplice to accidental casual racism. There's a there's a clip of John Stewart on the Daily Show where um a Democratic candidate says that they would be open to having a trans person in their cabinet. Yeah. And that cuts back to John Stewart and he's laughing about it. Yeah. Like he that it's have, the craziest thing. He doesn't have the best record when it comes to that kind of thing. But you know, he's, he's I would around. say most of us <clears throat> And when I say most of us, I mean, you know, Gen Xers have at least one situation in their past where they have not thought about a person as a person. And they've thought about them as a thing that they could make fun of. Sure. And, but you know, it's part of growth and everything like that. But um, I have to say, oftentimes when I go to sleep at night those things bubble up and my brain's like hey yeah we're not in danger anymore let me show you some things that you did that are bad there were yeah i mean i would like maybe you remember i was in a show called brent or brenda where i played a uh, a crossdresser and it wasn't like it wasn't um uh, the problematic thing about it is that we threw around terms that are no longer that, mm. like insensitive terms and generalities. Who directed um, that? Uh, Ed Hawkins directed that. Screaming Ed Hawkins. That's right. I remember. Now, yeah. and it was originally, it was originally going to have Brett Fetzer in it, and then he bowed out. Is that right? Yeah, probably because he uh, saw the writing on the wall and knew where culture was going in the next twenty years. I, and I'm I'm actually serious about that. That was going to be my next question. Do you think that he was that that was in fact what it was? I think it I, probably I it really been, think it know, probably was. You never you never can tell with him. I you know I was like I did it because that that was like the first time I had ever played a lead in anything, and so I was just jumping at the chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but not really. Not it is a thing that happens really with thinking. actors, especially young ones. I was what For was sure. I twenty six? Oh, 27? young ones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Rick, um, oh hey, by the way, 
we should talk about spoilers for Fargo. Spoilers for uh, Fargo. Great ending. Did you see the end? I did. I did. Wasn't that nice? I was. I know. I, I was. Um, what was I? I was listening to a podcast, or I watched an interview, or or the third option, which is the actual option. I read an interview with uh, Noah Hawley, who is the creator. Yeah. And one of the things that was um, brought up was that they were um, super surprised that the officer, whose name I can't remember. But um, the uh, um, the cop that uh, Dot had uh, helped save in the, uh, yeah. the store, in the convenience store, who got his leg shot, that he uh, actually met his end in that little tunnel at the hands of uh, your friend John Hamm. And uh, he thought that was very – didn't feel like a very – like. He didn't see that. I guess the, this author was like, "I didn't see that coming." And um, Noah said that there was a lot of discussion in the writers' room as to whether or not that should happen, um, because like it's not like we needed any more, um, any more clues as to the character of of, of uh, Sheriff uh, Tillman, right? Yeah. We already knew he was a bad guy. We didn't need to, you know, to to clarify that characterization anymore. But ultimately, they went with it. And I was, you know, bummed that uh, that happened. But I was pleased at the uh, the outcome of um, uh, Joe Keery's character, who uh, you know once who what, once blinded, then he truly can see. You know, mm. and and uh, yeah, and when I when I said the end, I'm speaking of the very end. Of course, the the fact that uh, the trooper got killed was was bad didn't like it was sad about it um and it, it was one of here here's the thing that ah, the banality of evil that whole that whole thing of there was no reason for him to to kill him really he was already but we we knew that he didn't know that he didn't know that that the trooper was standing between him and freedom right uh, that that the trooper wasn't standing between him and freedom. That his goose was already cooked. Yeah. That's part of it, I think. Um, but no, what I was going to say is uh, Munch. Ole Munch, uh, yeah. Or Munch. Munch. Ole Munch. That's right, Munch. Munch. Um, um, yeah, eating eating the uh, the biscuit. And it, you know, eating was what got him where he was, you know, the badness. And then eating makes him... Uh, good. So here's the thing. I saw an interview with him. Uh, Sam Sproul. Yeah. Huntsman, Hunt, the Huntsman Winter's War, right? He gets interviewed for that. And the interviewer said, or right, you know, at like a premiere of it or something. Interviewer says, so you didn't keep the blonde hair. And he said, no, I'm growing out a mullet now for this thing I'm doing for the BBC. <laughs> um it seems like my hair is really uh, what gets me parts. And I thought about that, and then I thought about uh, Monk's hair. And it's like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But, so here's here's the thing. I'm not gonna... I haven't found anyone that's doing impressions of him yet. Right. I feel like Paul F. Tompkins uh, should do one. Because I'd be very happy. But here's the thing. There is an uh, like a KEXP, right? Like an equivalent of KEXP. 
Um, of course, lower uh, tier. Not not meaning that they're they're not, but I mean they're not like they don't have the budget and the yeah, K W U R. But they 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 play similar things. Uh, but for some reason, there's a DJ that keeps on playing Mr. Jones by Counting Crows. <laughs> and, and I really I really am serious about this. Imagine if someone from KEXP just started doing that. Like, every, uh, like every playing thing. it like once an hour or once a shift or like once back a to shift. back. Okay. Like, it's just, it's on whenever, it's on at least once whenever we're doing our car ride. And yeah. so I got it earwormed. Right. I have it earwormed in my head. And so... Uh, what is happening, the way that I make the earworm work is that my brain is turning it into Monk saying those lyrics. So it's like down through New Amsterdam's stare at this yellow haired girl. <laughs> Mr. Jones strikes up a conversation with a black a man named Mr. Jones. Flamingo dancer. Oh well, that's that's it. Uh, uh, she's suddenly beautiful, and we all want something beautiful. A man wishes he was beautiful. That's <laughs> that's his. But I can't really do. But you get the idea. It's yeah, yeah. In yeah. my in my head, it's perfect. In my head, it's him saying it. Of course. It. And so uh, I think about that character and how great that character ended up being it's you know perfect right for me anyway in your viewing of the tv show did you actually buy into the fact that that character is supposedly an immortal or at least something like 500 years old at this point that, 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 that there's like that would... supernatural element to the show Here's what I would say. There, there is a supernatural element to most of these, right? In the last one, the one with, with Chris Rock, yeah. you have the tornado. You know, the Wizard of Oz tornado that yeah. pulls the guy up. And also the, um, the ghost, famously. Right. Um, you have the UFOs. In that other one, you know, there's always a supernatural element. It so, always, yeah, it always sort of like takes me back. Um, it, it takes me aback uh, when there are super elements of these shows because I, it always feels so grounded in reality. Like the writing, the characters, you know, it doesn't feel like mm -hmm. very. I don't want to call it stylized, but it is. It is very like. You see, you, these feel like very real people. Sometimes, like Rex, not Rex Tillman, uh, Sheriff Tillman. What was his name? Pat Tillman. Um, uh, Roy. Roy. Roy Tillman. Like he's sort of a caricature of like a, a yeah. bad, you know, a southern sheriff, or actually in this case, northern sheriff. Um, but everything everything feels very real, and then you add this supernatural element to it. It's it's it. It takes me a long time to just like buy into that. Like, I, have you seen? Um, uh, I will say this: Roy Tillman is from Texas. From Texas, yeah, but he's a sheriff in, in, the, in North in Dakota. The show. Yeah. Um, have you seen the Wait, first? Isn't he? I don't isn't remember he? where he's from. I just know that his I'm town is in North or South Dakota. 
Anyway, have you seen the first yeah. uh, True Detective, the new one with Jodie Foster? Yeah, 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 I've seen it. And, and again, talking about supernatural element. Right? Again, that's another show where I it, I have to like be reminded where oh yeah, there are some sort of like like in the very first episode it was it was very like um like a very big religious element to it and yeah. like cults and s- stuff like that. Well, you but. saw you saw the in the in the first season, right? The birds yeah. make that spiral. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, that kind of that kind of thing. Um do you do you remember Ben, I I don't know if we can broach the subject, but do you remember what you know, famously I had not watched True Detective when it first came out. And and there was a there was a scene where uh I think I know where you're going, but continue. Woody Harrelson's character, am I right on this? Woody yes. Harrelson's character is shown a video. <laughs> Uh, and he starts crying. And what's the what's the name of uh, Rust? I can't think of the guy's name. Matthew Rust. McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey's character. Yeah, uh, is showing it to him. And and I don't know if it was like on this podcast or if it was right? somewhere else. I think it yeah, was on here. He, yeah. Either you asked me what I thought it was, or I volunteered what I thought it was. I thought what we were what what the videotape was was Matthew McConaughey's character <laughs> having having sex <laughs> with an incapacitated Woody Harrelson right, character. Yeah, I remember you mentioned because it's like I don't know what it is, but it's something horrible that he can't <laughs> get his mind around. Um. I still think that that would do it, uh, that you could that you could uh, superimpose that, but that's a meme right, right there. If they haven't done it, they should. All the different things that Woody Harrelson's character might be looking at. Right. There's a there's sort of a, the same sort of meme. Um, uh, there's an old movie. I don't remember the name of the movie, but I think it's George C. Scott. And in the movie, he's watching. He's in a movie theater, and I think he's watching a movie where, like, his his daughter is in, like, a blue movie or something. And he's like, he kind of freaks out. Like, you see, like, it cuts. It cuts to the you know whatever's on film, and it cuts to him, yeah. and he's just like, he's getting worse and worse. And then he eventually runs out of the movie theater. And I think it. I don't think it was like you know, oh, my daughter is making her own choices. I think it was like it's some sort of like way she was being abused or manipulated yeah. and taken advantage of right and um i have seen that sequence of events um the george c scott like reverses yeah um memed if that's the proper use of the term with other things like you know oh yeah. the, this sports team did something terrible and this you know this is, represents the fan base you know or yeah or something else i've seen that exists in the world so I here's something that I do. I dip my toe into the AI world, right, and then I get out of it again. Uh, I was working with uh, ChatGPT, the latest version of it. Okay, and you know how people are like ChatGPT just autocompletes. Really, it's all. Here's the thing that I've learned: having I I used it for a month and then I stopped because I don't want to. I don't want to contribute to their coffers. Uh-huh. But 
in my opinion, uh, it is just as good as non-autocomplete stuff. So it's not it's not that it's the best writing, but it's better than a lot of bad writing that I've seen. You know, and this should worry people. Uh, you know, it it is one of those situations, again, where that doesn't mean that, you know, human beings are replaceable or can be replaced. There's a lot of stuff that it does that's wrong. The reason I, the reason I got shaken out of it is that um, right now, you know, it comes bundled with uh, Dolly, right? The the yeah. art program that they have, yeah, and and it there's a lot of stuff that it can't do. They put they put limits on it because it they don't want to get sued, right? So it won't render a picture of someone, you know, like. Like, I, I say, this is a picture of me. Make a picture of me, you know, navigating a maze. It says that it can't do it. Um, you know, hey, make a picture that um, uses the same color palette as this picture. <coughs> well, can't do it, right? It, it They're hyper worried about that, which is great, right? About, like, now, getting into, say, like, the deep fake sort of space? Exactly, yeah. Now, should they instead have worried about what they were training their their stuff on? Maybe so. Uh, that's really where the moral imperative is. And, so I'm pleased to announce Firefly, which is done by Adobe, which I hadn't been using because it sucked, has gotten better. Um, it's still not as good as, you know, a lot of things, but... yeah. Because their uh, training data was on Adobe stock images and right. images that they were, um, that whose copyright had had expired. Older images, images they presumably had permission to use to train yes. their AI. They they have more um, things that you can do, right? So yeah. one of the things you can do is you can upload a photo of yours. <clears throat> And when you upload the photo, it checks to make sure that it's not a copywritten photo, which is really good. Yeah. Um, and then you can say, use the color palette of this. Hey, match this photo so that the thing that you make for me looks like this photo, etc., etc. Yeah. And they have a thing where you can paint out things. So, like, you take my face, right? Paint out my face, and then it it will replace whatever's in the painted out thing with what you put in. So you could say, um, scary monster face, and it will be my body with a scary monster face on it, etc. Et yeah. It's, it's, I'm a, I'm a big Adobe user. It's the toolbox that I use to create, and I've not used Firefly yet because I haven't had a chance, but it sounds like what it does is um, a way, uh, or what I would charge, you know, a half day to do, uh, <clears throat> for for image, you do image changes. Sure, image manipulation. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. Well, you can still charge a half. Here's the thing: you can still charge a half day to do it. Yeah, right. And then have Firefly do it in a couple seconds, and yeah, still charge for a half day. Or, you know, and this is the thing that I, I mean, yes, right, all of that, yes, right. This is the thing: is that um, a guy made a logo for uh, a logo maker guy made a logo for a company 
and he charged them his hourly rate. And they said, but you gave this to us in five minutes. And he's like, <laughs> right, but you're paying my hourly rate. And they're like, well, well, no. Right. And then he's like, okay, so you want me to wait a half hour to an hour to send this to you if I get done with it sooner? You know, you're paying me my hourly rate. It doesn't mean that it takes me an hour to do. Yeah. That's just the amount that you're going to pay. You don't get to pay less because it took me less time. That's not the way this works. And I, I agreed with him. Yeah, I actually I actually do that. I, um, I will wait a minute to send something back just so there's that reasonable assumption. Ben, you're on, I, a, you're on the podcast. You're yeah. on the podcast right now. Do, do your clients listen? Are they going <laughs> to, are they going to feel, I mean, here's, this is, I don't talk about work, but I will talk about this. Um, I have ended up staying late because I start pulling on a thread in the five minutes I have left in my hour. Yeah. And finding something that needs to be taken care of that takes another hour. That has happened before. Right. Where I'm like, oh, if only I had just left well enough alone and not looked at it. But when I have the time, I use it. My clients get all <laughs> of my time. My, uh, even... my clients get all the work. Time is irrelevant. Exactly. And that is, that is I believe, the way that things should be. <clears throat> and a way to keep I, AI from... You know, getting here's this is the thing that I think would be kind of cool. Um, you know, you know the movies like. Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, Pulp Fiction, I think, is one. It is where amazing. where uh, someone gets a job working on a construction site or whatever, even though they're not actually working there, so that they can do whatever the other job is. Right. Sounds more like this Sopranos. is what. I, this is what I would propose. And I... Mark it. What is this episode? Episode what? 413. Episode 413. About 38 minutes in. Here, here it goes. You can't copyright... Images created by AI. They say that you can't do it. They're, you know, it's not a human generated image. Yeah. As long as you pay a human being to use your AI tool to generate it, and then they go in and adjust a pixel, <laughs> then all of a sudden it's it's now it's right. now been manipulated by a human. That's how you keep AI from uh, taking your job. You make a human supervisor for an AI client or for an AI intern. Makes AI sense. intern, human uh, person. And we just get paid. We get paid to supervise AI, basically. It yep. makes sense to me. And you spend, you know, uh, uh, you, you, yeah, you tell this intern what to do. And uh, in five seconds or less, it does it. Unlike interns, like human interns will take the entire intern <laughs> duration, internship duration. Now, here's the problem. And, and Ben, you won't believe it, but the problem is capitalism. Oh, no. Uh, what should happen <clears throat> is everyone has their AI intern that they work on. And, and then that, there you go. 
You know, and you do your your five minutes a day of looking at everything your AI intern has done, approving it, and moving it forward. Yeah. But here's what happens. The greedy guy at the top end, the G-G-A-T, the G-G-A-T, uh, says, well, Ben should be in charge of 100 interns. So you're what? still working your eight-hour shift looking at all of this stuff. Well, you got to pay Ben 100 times more than he's got 100 times the workload. Yep. Again, uh, you know, you think about it this way. I, and and I've, told, I've told this before to millennials uh, and I guess Zoomers now, too. I can tell them this. But the, the 9 to 5, the song 9 to 5. Right. Is accidentally... A hidden clue that work really has gotten worse. Working nine to five, what a way to make a living, right? Yeah. They just use your mind and they never give you credits enough to drive you crazy if you let it. No one works nine to five anymore. They work from eight to five. I had a job where I worked nine to six. Well... The point being that at one point in time, your lunch hour was part of your work. Yeah. You got paid for your lunch hour. You yeah. do not get paid for your lunch hour anymore. Yeah. So in order to do your eight hours of work, you now have to come in an hour earlier. You're no longer working. Why should I have to pay my employees not to work? That doesn't make sense. I'm a capitalist. Exactly. And you and I have talked about this before. I'll talk about it again. Capitalists have it within their power. They will not, but they have it within their power. And I would agree with this. I am not anti-capitalist, Ben. I know it's crazy, but I'm, I am for uh, idealized, magical thinking capitalism. Where uh, the what, capitalist... Yeah, tell us what idealized magical thinking capitalism is. Where Amazon has Amazon University, where they pay for their... Maybe they even have this, I don't know, where they, where they teach people. You, if you are not an employee of Amazon yet, you can come in as an Amazon learner. And you get to go to their school where they teach you to do stuff and they feed you and they house you in their dormitory. Yeah. And you you get to do that for free. For as long <laughs> as you want. Not only that, you have an Amazon content observer or whatever where they pay for you to show up and watch TV at Amazon like you would at home maybe so they even pay for you to watch TV at home you're a company man essentially with uh, other added perks yeah basically that's that's it you 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 get an Amazon Prime subscription you get an Amazon food box subscription and you sit and you watch shows and you eat the food and people would say people would say well that's slavery 
and it's not. But it's not necessarily good. <laughs> but it's not exactly. But it's not necessarily not either. Company towns, Ben. They could come back. Yeah. You were. You move sixteen and times. Could, what do you get? And you could have a company town that. Here's the thing: company towns don't have to be bad. They could be great. It's all up to the capitalist, and right now our capitalists have not been cool. Daddy Warbucks was a war profiteer, Ben. Anything but he had the Warbucks loved that name. little girl, and you know, uh, ended up being cool because she showed him. Now, is it is it the fault of Jeff Bezos that he doesn't have? a young orphan to teach him what good means? No. Or is it? Or no. does he? I mean, we don't know. Well, we I have heard rumors that he is planning on giving some of his money to charity. I I saw a news article about it. Well, I mean, maybe it's so his wife won't get it. The least he can do. Um, he also moved to, uh, Florida because they have more, uh, billionaire-friendly tax, uh, tax laws than Washington State does. Now, counterpoint, he has to live in Florida. True. Well, I mean, he can basically live wherever he wants. He just has to maintain a residence there and claim that. Oh, uh, yeah. Lives. Good point. Dude just probably lives <laughs> on a boat to... somewhere. I'm going to maintain the residence. I'm an eyeball with a top hat. Listen to me play my music. <laughs> Someone is loving that. Oh, speaking of which, Ben. Speaking of which, Ben. Ha <laughs> Get in my cauldron. Uh, no, the, uh, but, on, but please, this is I'm great. Um, do you remember me talking a long, long Probably time not. ago about Hello from the Magic Tavern? I know that it is a podcast that you liked. It is a podcast that I liked, and it is a podcast that, sadly, I ran into an issue with. And that issue is this. <laughs> they used I the N-word. No! <laughs> no! I missed an episode of it, and it, it, it feeds on, it builds on itself, yeah. right? I missed an episode of it. And then I missed another episode, and then I was like, well, shoot, now i got to listen to these two episodes. Missed a third episode. I am now 350 episodes behind. Yeah. Something like that. And Might I'm like, oh, I can never up. do it. I found out recently that they have a Patreon, and the Patreon that they have, there's like a reset at like 100 episodes in for the, for the show. So the show starts... Over, like uh, at you know season four, I think starts over like they replay from season one. No, 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 no. Like, like okay, we're we're kind of you know this is a good jumping in point for everybody. Okay, they say okay, starting this and going forward. Gotcha. You know, you don't have to have you don't have to, have, you know. So I got to I got to do that, and now I'm doing that. Now I'm uh, one of their patrons. Hey, because I. I love those guys for supporting independent creators. Yeah, unless they're owned by Spotify or something, in which case, no, 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 they're they're their own. This is the other thing: is they're their own. uh, Okay, good. Their own shop now. 
Yeah, I I do that with um, most of the I I subscribe to um, a couple of different uh, Patreons, and all the ones that I subscribe subscribe to are pretty much their own thing, except yeah. for one. I I am part of uh, <laughs> Disney Patreon part. for not another D and D podcast. Okay. Uh, who are part of the HeadGum Network. I've heard of them. They produce David Cross's podcast. Yeah, they produce a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Oh, speaking about which, I need to find out about Dicktown, uh, which is not a podcast. It's on Hulu, and it's uh, Judge, Judge John Hodgman. Judge Hedgman's yeah. cartoon, which I haven't seen. It's been around for a while. Have you not come across yeah, it Yeah, no, I, I, this, this is the thing, is that I'm a fan of John Hodgman. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read uh, either of his novels, Vacation Land or, or The Gold Medallion Subscriber, and no. and he has a secret society that I am not a member of, which I would be if I lived in New York, where all of their activities take place. It's where everything takes place, man. Nah, nah, nah. Things happen all over. You just have to know what the thing is. Uh, speaking of which, my Tai Chi classes are going well. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but Bill Grivna, uh, yeah, I did mention this. Bill Grivna died. Uh, uh, he was my theater instructor. Also taught Tai Chi with. Oh with yeah, some of these I mean, I, I don't, I don't recall that he passed away, but he passed away him. two years ago. I read just found and his I, body. and I, I talked to friend of the podcast Andy about it right. when he died, and then. Forgot that he had died, found out that he had died, called Andy immediately and said, "Did you know that Bill died two years ago?" And he was like, "Yes." Yeah, Paul. We talked about this two years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, and it is funny, also, that two years ago was we just spoke about it. Right. Um, that happens well, when you get older, though. And when you get older, and I mean, we are sort of like we we haven't been in lockdown for a while, but the years between like twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty like three have been like. They all kind of blur together, yeah. you know. Yeah, because you never leave your house. Oh, speaking about which, uh, Jennifer just ordered groceries for the first time uh, from a service. Said that she's not going to do it again. Today, and here's the thing: not get it right. Well, it, it's it's this. She she keeps on getting messages from them saying, "Hey, they don't have this. I'm going to get you this instead. Is that okay?" Right. Yeah. And and she noted that they don't have bananas, so I'm going to get you motor oil. Well, the 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 big thing is this: we, she and I, uh, go to these grocery stores all the time. It's just that she didn't have time to go today. Yeah, and so she wanted to try it out. So we know that the things that they say aren't there are there. <laughs> Maybe they were just out. That possibly. But the other thing is that, and this goes back to kind of what we were talking about a little bit with with people. Um, because capitalists, the bigwigs, are people. They, people, sometimes do what's easier rather than what is uh, perhaps correct. What is right. And so if, if you are used to shopping for people who do not know what's at the grocery store saying, Oh, this isn't here. Could I get this instead? Yeah. 
allows you to, to zoom through what you're doing. And I wonder, do they change the bill afterwards? If it's more or less, do you get... Do you pay for more or less afterwards? I don't know. I've never actually used one of those services. I um, But sometimes it feels like when I'm at the grocery store, uh, especially like the big box stores, like I go to the Fred Meyer and Ballard a lot, and I swear to God, sometimes it feels like I'm the only one there who is not an Instacart shopper. That is that is interesting. Oh, my gosh. Th- this happens This happens again. Um People walking through the grocery store with two different carts because they're doing two Instacart orders at once. Yeah. And they're keeping them, you know. Yeah, keeping trapped. them separate. And then, you know, if you get behind one of them in uh, in line at the checkout station, it, it takes, it feels like it takes longer. It probably doesn't take that much longer because they're still scanning the same amount of items. Um, but they have to Again. stop and go through the whole payment process in the middle. This is this is what I was talking about about the the capitalism thing etc 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 a janitor right for a building should not have to go to another building to be the janitor there you shouldn't have to have a cleaning crew that goes through and works 10 different buildings at once it should just be that's your job you're the janitor for that building you maintain this property. Well, if that there's be... a if there's a good work week worth of janitoring in that building. See, in my opinion, Ben, <laughs> no, no. If there's no janitoring to do, he gets to hang out, watch TV, go read a book, etc. Go help the people in AP complete those invoices. Uh no, not even that. Now, just just if he's got to clean something, he has this cleaning routine that he has to go through and special circumstances. Other than that, free reign to just sit watch, in his bathtub and you've gotta, you've, you, watch they, TV. If I know anything about janitoring, the, they have an office with a small black and white TV that has sports on That's it. That's right. And uh, you, yep. and there's a chair where you get to lean back and put your feet up on the desk. There's probably... He's got a ham, a, a ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. A cup of coffee and also a bottle of bourbon. So, you know, yeah. it all depends on what time of day it is. So, ah, who knows? Uh, but I like that guy. <laughs> I want to be a janitor right. now. <laughs> actually, I was a, a janitor, janitor in, in college. That, I actually was a, a Bay Orderly when I was in the Air Force for the end of it, which is uh, a janitor. A pretty Bay much. Orderly. Don't talk about work stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I did it. Oh, no. Uh, I'm no longer a Bay Orderly, though, so that's, that should be fine. Uh, speaking about which, though, Ben, uh, I tell you what, if we ever do do a Patreon, if we ever do do a do Patreon, do a Patreon. Uh, oh, I did a Patreon. If we ever if we ever do, that is exactly what I think the Patreon will be. It will be the after people who who subscribe will get access to the after podcast podcast, which is <laughs> only like 15 minutes, but it's all the juicy stuff that we it's... put in. It's say, not even. It's not even that long. It's like five because minutes. that's not because then I won't be working. 
uh, at that point. Right. We've talked about we gotta, that. Well, I mean, so here I can talk about... Sort of a catch-22, right? We can't get the Patreon up without having those uh, uh, segments about where we talk about work, but we can't leave work until we get the Patreon up. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would probably start my TikTok again if, if that were to happen. None of it, none of it, though. You ever think about happen. alternative sources of income? Like, you have a couple books on Amazon. OnlyFans? You... Is this what you're talking about? No. Like... Ben, I'm telling you, no. <laughs> I, what would your OnlyFans because... be like? <laughs> oh. Just playing video Gosh, games. I... No, no. It would be It would be me being super weird. In like, underwear. Covered in... The... It would be, here's the thing, if I were to do that, it would be, I would, I would get special effects level, you know, costuming and things like that and do weird scenes. Uh, that, that anyone who wasn't a member of my OnlyFans would think was, uh, some sort of weird paranormal video that got, I would I would basically I would do cryptid uh videos where I was the cryptid. Cool. And it would be uh potentially dangerous to me. Um you know that kind of thing. It would it would be uh yeah it'd be super weird. It could work. And I, I do think about you know alternate forms of, of income every once in a while. But then again, I always get back to what I always go back to, which is that income should not be based on art. Um, I feel like one's basic needs should be taken care of right. by the world. But in the meantime, those basic needs need to be met. Yep. And then art just gets made. You know, that sort of thing. But yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cryptids, I got a book recommendation for you. Max Brooks's book, Devolution. It's about the uh, Sasquatch massacre after the Rainier ex- Mount Rainier explosion. I think Jennifer might have that. I read it. I know it. That she's a. a I read Max it the Brooks first fan. week of the year, and it's pretty good. Okay, well, I'll check with her and see. Yeah. If she, if she hasn't read it, that might be a good audiobook for her to do. There's a there's a convention coming up. She's uh she's actually got a new the lead book is a female that, that might have just come out. Um, it might it might already be on Audible. Um, I should, I should Max Brooks is such. I mean, he's he's not unknown. I would be surprised if there wasn't already a uh, an audiobook of Devolution. Oh oh no, I'm talking about. But she's she's making a um. Like a sizzle reel, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, a, um, a demo reel. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout. Uh, watch your watch yourself. Hey, Jennifer. Mm. Can't hear you, or she doesn't want to hear you. Is is your book out already? <laughs> Betty. Ask mom if her book is on Audible yet. Okay. And what's the name of that one? 
Monster Ridge on Audible is Jennifer's new uh, Monster audio. Ridge. Mon yeah, here it's. Um, let me make sure it's it's either Monster or Monsters. And I've listened to to some of it. It's good. So let's see, Monster Ridge Audible. Let's see. Yes. Yes. Monster Ridge. That's what it looks like. Hey, all right. Four. One rating. <laughs> uh, it's it, And she does a... Yeah, it just came out. Um, gotcha. And it's 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 really it's really good. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I'll, so I'll mention that. I'm sure that she already knows about it. Um, did, wait, have we already? Oh, we've passed the time. Oh, ben. yeah. I mean, I started recording before you did, so I'm I'm like a a minute four right now, or an hour oh, yikes. four. Well, um, I'm at one oh one. Hey, we did so, it. We did it! Another another great episode. And remember, at around minute 38, I've solved the AI problem. <laughs> tune in or tune out. Hey, why not both? Talk to you later! All and right. keep it wrong, people! Keep it wrong, Paul. How's it happening? And keep All it right. wrong. How's it happening? Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and we're clear.